It's Monday, November 11th. I'm Martine Powers. This is an impeachment inquiry update from Post Reports. Okay, so let's start with who are you and what do you do? Uh, Hi, this is Paul Kane of The Washington Post. I am a senior congressional correspondent. When we think about the impeachment inquiry and where we are now, if this were a criminal trial, like like a regular episode of Law and Order, where would we be in the process right now? I'm off. I'm off on that tone. It is actually a useful analogy for people trying to understand this. Previous impeachments had a special prosecutor, counsel, independent counsel serving as the people doing the investigating part of it, which would be sort of the Lenny Briscoe part in Law and Order, (laughs) where you would have the police who are investigating the crime before you get to the prosecution side with Jack McCoy and whoever his first assistant is. This time around, the House Intelligence Committee, working with the House Foreign Affairs and uh, House Oversight Committees, they are serving the role here of the investigators. They're the cops who are interviewing people behind closed doors. Uh, They've all been taking place almost always down in the basement of the Capitol Visitor Center in a secure room. And through that, they are working through witness after witness after witness to try and get ready for – a public hearing that's coming up this week and next week where they sort of unveil the evidence that they have put together so far. So I think one thing that's worth noting in this whole process is that the House of Representatives, they're the prosecutors. Yes. At every stage of this. They are the people investigating. They are the people coming up with charges. If this ends up as a Senate trial, they will be the people arguing against the president, essentially. Yes. And that the Senate They're the jury. Yes. The House of Representatives acts both as the prosecution and the grand jury is sort of one way to think about it. They will put together the charges. They will vote on the charges. And then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi would designate a team to be the impeachment managers, they're known as, who go across the Capitol to serve as the prosecutors in a Senate trial. So these closed-door hearings where depositions have been taking place, Mm -hmm. that is the phase of the impeachment inquiry that we are now done with. And we're entering this new phase. Yes. Starting Wednesday, you will now see that move into the public arena, the public realm, where uh, Bill Taylor, the top diplomat in Ukraine, his predecessor— Marie Ivanovich will testify on Friday, and you'll get to see them talk in public, mostly about what they have already testified to behind closed doors. And that is sort of a a way to try and answer these charges and accusations that this has been some secretive Soviet-style in a basement process that has been uh, illegitimate from the outset. That's been the Republican criticism. The only place I can think of where we had trials like this is in the Soviet Union. Maybe in the Soviet Union, this kind of thing is commonplace. So now Democrats are answering that this week and next week, probably just a two-week period here for the House Intelligence Committee, to hold these hearings in public to show the American people what they have already seen behind closed doors. And I think it's worth reminding people, what exactly is the question that they're trying to answer in all of this? They're trying to answer 
the basic question of what did President Trump do in this effort to try to force Ukraine to investigate his domestic rivals, the Biden family? That is what we're trying to figure out, both what Trump did to force the pressure on Ukraine, but also what carrots and sticks he was using, particularly up to $400 million in military diplomatic aid that was supposed to go to Ukraine, but was being held up at the same time Trump was trying to pressure them into these investigations. So if that is the driving question at the center of this investigation, it seems like a lot of the people that have already provided depositions, that they've given a lot of answers related to that, and that at this point, Democrats, it appears, are pretty confident that there is enough evidence to say that that President Trump was putting pressure on Ukraine. So if all these things have come before and Democrats already know a lot, then why are they basically doing the whole process over again in public? I think this is just the public airing of all of this. Now, will there be anything new that comes out of it? Probably not. But you will get a sense of, can we really believe this person? Can we really believe that you know they are, are trustworthy? And I think it's trying to sell that to the American public, the portion of the voters that still aren't really sold one way or another on impeachment. So during these next two weeks of hearings, who is going to be asking the questions and why is that important? They have learned, Democrats, from some of their earlier hearings this year. They've learned from some of the mistakes that they made. When they brought Corey Lewandowski, Trump's original campaign manager in 2016, before the House Judiciary Committee about two months ago, Corey knew enough to figure out that there were 40-some members. They all had five minutes to ask a question, and he could just turn it into a circus. But I I simply ask you, is it correct that as reported in the Mueller report on June 19th, 2017, you met alone in the Oval Office with the president? Could you read the exact language of the report, sir? I don't have it available to me. I don't think I need to do that, and I have limited time. Did you meet alone with the president on that date? This will look different in that right away at the start, after the customary opening statements, Adam Schiff, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, will get 45 straight minutes of his own questioning, trying to sort of draw out their version of the story so that the viewers in the first 45 minutes will go, oh, wow, all right, this is what happened. In response, Republicans will get 45 minutes through their ranking member, Devin Nunes. He will have as his backup probably the counsel for Jim Jordan trying to rebut the storyline that Schiff has just put out for 45 minutes. So you'll be more than 100 minutes into this hearing before you start to have the other members have a chance to ask any questions. And that just sort of will set a totally different tone than you usually have in a congressional hearing. They also, one of the things about those hearings is that the first few minutes sometimes turn into circuses where the minority party, in this case the Republicans, will shout and ask for a parliamentary point of order. We have a ruling. We want a process question about this. We'd like Democrats have it set up. So all of that will be handled at the very end of the hearing. Those are sort of two key changes that they feel like they learned from mistakes in earlier hearings. So if we're operating under the assumption that at the end of these two weeks of hearings, Democrats in the House feel the same way about what transpired between the president and Ukraine then that that they do now, 
what will happen next in the process? Is that when they just go ahead and and start impeaching him? Essentially, but you'll likely have the Intelligence Committee work with the other two committees, House Foreign Affairs and House Oversight, and pull together a report about what they have found. And it will not be written as articles of impeachment. It won't be written as like a grand jury indictment. But it will essentially lay out the case, and they will send and forward all this material to the House Judiciary Committee, which is sort of kind of like a grand jury, where Jack McCoy might be on Law & Order trying to get a grand jury to hand down an indictment of somebody That's what the House Judiciary Committee will be sort of functioning as. And they will have about a week to two weeks of sort of deliberations, probably a couple public hearings themselves. Unclear if they'll need to call any new witnesses, but they'll be debating different pieces of that report. This is also the period where Trump will have his counsel present. He'll be able to have some lawyers there if they do call witnesses. They'll be able to have Trump's lawyers will be able to ask questions. And there will be some presentation of Trump witnesses. When Bill Clinton's impeachment was handled in House Judiciary in December 1998, the very last day, he got to bring about four or five witnesses forward. Some of them were more historian types who explained why they thought this didn't rise to the level of impeachment. But essentially, he had an entire day to present his side of the case. Uh, That's what will happen in House Judiciary for President Trump. And then at that point, there'll be articles of impeachment that will have been drafted. We're not sure how many. But that would basically be the equivalent of actual charges that will be filed against the president. Yep. So after the House Judiciary Committee has drawn up and, and approved a certain number of articles of impeachment, the matter moves before the entire House of Representatives, all 430-some get to have a say in each article. Uh, it will be about a week-long debate culminating with votes on each of the articles of impeachment. And there's no guarantee that they all pass. In 19, December 1998, House Judiciary sent four articles to the full House, and they only approved two. At that point, when they do approve the articles of impeachment— President Trump will be impeached. So in that timeline, you would have the House voting by about Friday, December 20th or so on articles of impeachment. And there is a historical quirk where that day they will take whichever articles are approved, box them up nicely, and whoever are designated as the House impeachment managers actually walk across the Capitol to present the articles of impeachment to the, sec- <laughs> the secretary of the Senate, um, that feels what, like a, a weird Christmas gift. Yeah. Oh, it's, it'll it'll be it'll, it'll be like the OJ white van. You know, every <laughs> every TV camera will be set up to watch these impeachment managers walk over to the Senate. Uh, it was that way 21 years ago. All indications from the Senate are that they will break for the holidays, that they're not going to start this trial immediately. They would probably want to have a two-week break to prepare themselves to negotiate out the terms of how things should work. And that means if they hold to that timeline, you'd be looking at early January for the start of the Senate trial. Paul Kane is a senior congressional correspondent for The Post. 
That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.